0: Hey, everyone. Today, for our second episode, we have with us Mel Franca. Hey, Mel, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Yep, we all are doing good. Thank you for asking. We can't wait more to start
2: our conversation. But before that, we need to just perform our duty right. So, Saksham, would you like to take over for introducing Mel? Yep,
0: sure, absolutely. So, um, let me just introduce Mel to our audience real quick. Uh, so Mel is an entrepreneur. She's a young adult novelist and a YouTuber. That's a cool thing. She's the founder of the Lost Island uh, Press, which is a very like popular publishing house located in the Bay Area, San Francisco.
2: Her latest book was released on July 10th, named Capsule. So if you are a science lover and a thriller lover, you must check it out. The link will be given in the description. Okay, so we are done with the introduction. Let's move on to the next segment
0: so um this time we thought of trying something else like along with having the q a session we decided to have a rapid fire round before it so how about like like let's just start with it
1: okay. yeah
0: so basically
2: mel in this segment we'll consecutively ask you some short answer type questions uh, so that you know to just get in a more comfortable mode of conversation, and also let our audience know something more about you.
0: So, uh, are you ready for the rapid fire round, Mel?
1: Yep, we're good to go.
0: Great. So, the first thing that we would want to ask you would be: What are the like? What would be the four words that you would particularly use to describe yourself?
1: Okay, I would. I would say um, dedicated, creative perfectionist, and obsessive.
2: Great. Pretty cool. Um, well, yeah, that's that's really good. Well, uh, moving on, Like, since obviously you are a novelist, what's one book you always find yourself coming back to?
1: I write fiction, but I would say probably the non-fiction book, Do What You Love, The Money Will Follow.
0: So uh, let's move on to the next question. Um, so which genre of reading like, do you find most engrossing?
1: I would say definitely mystery novels.
2: Great. Yeah. Um, so like, as you talked about mystery novels, that's your favorite. So you'd want to know that what comes first for you, the plot or the characters?
1: In my experience, it's always been the plot.
0: Yeah, true. So, uh, yeah, let's move on to the next question. So, if there was any one author that you could switch lives with, who would it be in particular?
1: Um, in my case, I don't think I would want to switch lives with anyone because I love my stories the most.
0: Wow, that's a great answer. Yeah. In fact,
2: yeah, that's a great answer. Well, um so like we know that you you know you passed out high school previous year only so we would want to know from you that what's your favorite memory of high school favorite
1: memory i would say piano class that was that was pretty fun yeah also, i
2: personally we found out another talent of Mel. she knows yeah. piano
0: yeah i personally feel that wow. you know music is something that everyone connects to and having it as a hobby or something it's like pretty cool thing and like it is definitely a stress buster like according to me
1: oh yeah for sure for sure
0: yeah okay so with this uh let's move on to our last question uh what is the one like what is one piece of advice that you really believe in
1: i would say the whole like just go for it mentality try not to overthink things or plan too much in the beginning because you're going to learn along the way.
2: Amazing, that's yeah. like a great piece of advice to just follow on over and over again. So wow, that was a great start, rapid fire round. So let's move on to the main segment, the Q&A session. So let's move on to the first question. So Mel, before any person decides on doing something different, there's always something that inspires that person, right? Uh, to do so and you know generate a sort of passion for that particular thing so in your case what inspired you to start writing books and run a publishing house as well
1: okay i'll start with the writing part when i was really young i wasn't very much into reading but i read a book when i was around seven or eight years old don't quite remember it was called the girl who could fly by victoria Forrester. And at the time, the main books that I had read were books that we were forced to read in school. And they were typically very lighthearted and just easy to read. And for, for the first time, I felt like I was reading a book that really challenged me and made me think. At the same time, it was the first time I read a book that was so dark and had a villain that you could actually feel sorry for. And I didn't realize a story could really be so interesting and like question my morals as well and after that I started to really take writing more seriously and I've just never stopped since then and then for my for my publishing house um, I started that during my first year of high school and at the time I had done a lot of uh, research on the different publishing paths that were available, such as self-publishing or traditional publishing. And I decided to go the self-publishing route for publishing my first novel, Leaving Wishbill. And it was a great learning experience for me. And I also realized that it was a lot more challenging than I was expected. And I thought it was, it was very frustrating that the two kind of paths for publishing were both very hard to take. Like there's no easy way to get published. And I just wanted to share my knowledge with other writers who had amazing stories to tell and also wanted to get published and, you know, help them bring their stories out there using the knowledge that I had learned, which is why I started the publishing house. I realized that it was something that was really challenging, but it was also something I had a passion for at the same time.
0: Um, You know, it's pretty cool that, you know, when like all of us are figuring out what exactly we need to do, in our life and like there you were in your junior year figuring out uh, how to publish your own book and running an actual publishing press. I personally feel that it's a very uh, huge um, achievement and I personally find it very inspiring and I hope our audience will like find it very motivational as well to work on.
1: Thank you.
2: Yeah, true, like I completely agree with Saksham because you know, you chose the path of self-publishing And as you said that both the paths are equally tough and you know, when you do it on your own, then it's like, although you experience a lot of new things, but whenever you experience new things, the challenges are also new. You cannot refer to someone else to see what might happen in the next step because it's all that you have to do. So like that was a very riskful decision that you took and it came out to be successful. Like that's so great.
1: Thank you. Yeah,
0: I'm very happy that I made that decision back then. Yeah. So let's move on to our next question. So, like obviously, we all are high school students, right? So I'm like, you know, like we said this thing in our last video as well. And I don't know why, but recently being a high schooler has just become a part of our introduction. Um, I don't know why exactly, but I I think that you guys can relate as well. Um, you know, like. We tend to say that, you know, hi, I'm a high school student. So people are like judging us in a way that, yeah, are you literally a high school student? Because you're doing a lot of things at, at this particular age, which is like pretty cool in itself. But yeah, jokes apart, coming back to the main point, um, like see a lot of students complain that, you know, that sort of they don't get the time to pursue their passion. So we just want to know from you um, how you manage your time uh, along with your passion, uh, working and dealing with academics uh, in high school, like how exactly were you able to uh, manage each and everything by your own?
1: Yeah, it was definitely a challenge. And it took me a while to kind of find what that balance was for me. Uh, there were times when I would kind of uh, play around with my priorities, I guess. When I was working on publishing, *Leading Wishville, my first book, I there was a period of time where for the first time ever I actually didn't prioritize school which was new for me because I always like cared so much about my grades but that was a choice I had to make to have enough time to actually pursue this because it was something that was really important for me and I think one of the most valuable things I learned from trying to balance writing with school is that it's okay to not do everything at once there were times when I'd have to Kind of push hobbies to the side like for example i like music but there there would be times when i say okay i'm not going to do any music this month because i'm trying to focus on school and writing or the same thing goes with youtube there are times when i would kind of put youtube on the back burner so that i could focus on writing and so i think it's good to learn to not put too much pressure on yourself to focus on so many things at once and to just sit down and, and think like what are the the few things or even the one thing that I'm going to focus on this week or this month.
2: Great, like we can completely relate to it, like what you uh, just told about why you have to leave on a few things. So like we have, like as Saksham just mentioned that uh, we are high school students, so we are facing this problem day by day. And it does sometimes happen that, you know, I personally have to leave out on my academics to do something, uh, in the extracurricular field, whatever I am doing right now. Or sometimes I have to slow down my extracurricular just so that I can focus on Mac. So it's like a little stressful for us high schoolers, but then that's what the whole world is expecting from us because, you know, the competition has increased and everything. Well, moving on. So like, as we all know by now, that Mel published her first book when she was in high school and being able to do so is in itself a great thing. So Mel, can you elaborate on what led you to successfully write a book and what advice would you mainly like to give to the young enthusiasts who inspired to become an author in the future? Mm-hmm.
1: One thing that really kept me going, I think, because writing can be very isolating. Um, when you're writing, you're normally just writing by yourself. And uh, from talking with other writer friends, I think there's a lot of people, writers out there who their friends don't read or maybe their family doesn't read. And so nobody really cares about this project, but them alone. And one thing that really got me through actually finishing this book, um, when, you know, other people weren't really reading my stuff or encouraging me along the way, it kind of felt like it was just me doing this on the side. And it was the internet was definitely very helpful and being able to connect with other writers all over the world who were feeling the same way as I was. At the time, I was running this blog, like this community blog for young writers. It's no longer up, but I made some amazing amazing online friendships there, and we were all very young in high school or even younger middle school working on books, and it was just nice to be part of an online community of people who were, you know, trying to reach the same goals as me. And so I think if you're trying to write a book and you're frustrated because you, you just are struggling to find the motivation when it seems like the people around you don't really care. I think one way to really stay motivated is to you know, go to the internet and try to connect with other like-minded people who are trying to reach the same goal. I'm still a part of the writing community on Instagram. I still am in touch with a lot of those friends that I made and re- we still support each other to this day when we have new books releasing, which I think is, is really amazing. And I honestly don't know if I would still be writing now if I hadn't met those amazing friends online.
0: Yeah, completely. Exactly. that. Yeah.
2: True, like we are also functioning on a complete online platform, like uh, as mm-hmm. most of the people know. So like for us also, most of the times, the friends which we usually make, like the professional friends, they are mostly from the online community because you somewhere have to do that. Because it's not possible that every time the people around you, your family or your closest friends, you know, which were close to you by your school activities or something like that, that they would support you in what you are doing for your passion. Because that might be different. And that is a little risky as well. So people usually don't join in this group.
1: Yeah,
0: additionally, I feel that, you know, the internet has sort of bridged the gap. And like, I'm not exactly sure how we would be able to survive if internet was not there. So it's kind of very strange to think about that. But yeah, so like, uh, let's move on to our next question. So a lot of teenagers at our age are confused on what exactly they want to pursue in their future. And it's sort of very hard to convince people to let them take the risk of leaving college. So just want to know, how did you decide on pursuing your love for writing as well as a full-time career? And what would you recommend for students that, are, that want to focus on their passions and not go to college?
1: It was definitely a long process for me growing up. Although I, was, I really loved writing, I always thought that it was something that I had to do on the side um, and that I should pursue something more stable as a career. I was uh, very good at math growing up. And so I always thought I should go into um, something like engineering or maybe the medical field. Uh, My family really values the medical field. And so I kind of felt some pressure. I I was looking into at first being a doctor and then later uh, being a pharmacist. And by the time I reached high school, I started to realize that I, although I was good at math, I hated science and I was not good at science. And that was really stressful for me to accept because the medical field, a lot of science involved. And I started to second guess my plan to go into the medical field and looking at some other options instead. At that point, I realized that, hey, I I started at this publishing house. I really like publishing. Um, I really like marketing books. Maybe I should go into business and marketing. My high school has something called dual enrollment, where you can be a part-time high school student and a part-time college student at the same time. And so I had three classes at the high school, three classes at the college. And one of the classes I chose at college was marketing. So I could kind of decide if that was something I wanted to study in college. And I took a marketing class at the college, and I did not learn much, and I didn't really enjoy it. And I started to hear more and more about people saying that if you go into business, college isn't going to help you. And that that's something you learn in practice. And I was really conflicted because I knew that business was something I wanted to pursue now. But then I also knew that college wasn't necessarily going to help me. And I realized maybe I don't need college, which went against everything that I had learned growing up. I had always been obsessed with school and good grades and colleges. I had always been excited for summers so that I could go visit colleges and I was really conflicted but I eventually decided that college wasn't the right choice for me to make which was really challenging and definitely not everyone around me was supportive of that decision but I was very lucky that you know after explaining my point of view my family was eventually on board But, you know, you're still in a situation where friends at school may kind of look down on you for that decision or teachers are definitely not usually supportive of that either. Although I did have a couple teachers who were, you know, they did reach out to me and say that they were, you know, happy that I did make that decision for myself. And so I think if you are in a situation where you have decided that college is not right for you. I think it's really important that you're first of all confident in that decision because you're going to be faced with a lot of societal pressure and maybe even pressure in your family to not take that route. And so it's really important to believe in yourself and really have confidence that this is the right choice for you. That way you don't get swayed in another direction. And then I think it's also important to keep in mind that it's you're not going to see results immediately and it's okay if you get started with this and it's kind of not doing anything for you, that's kind of where I am right now, where it's like, I'm building everything up, but I'm not really seeing any huge results, but that's okay because it's going to take time and you you can't just make this decision and then all of a sudden everything's working out great. It's going to take time for you to turn your passion into something that actually makes you money and can financially support you. So just have patience and don't put too much pressure on yourself.
2: I have some great advice. Also, like I can like completely understand why this decision can be so tough because like we are going to apply in colleges and we have pretty much decided that yeah, we wanna go to colleges. But it might happen that within one year we might find out some or the other passion, or maybe what we are doing right now, this becomes something that we don't want to leave. And it's like we might leave everything else, but we don't want to leave this. And when you have to balance a few things, you might decide to. You know, uh, leave on to colleges. And then, as you talked about, obviously the support thing. So, like my mother usually says, think, uh, uh, says this thing that, you know, self evaluation is something which would be the most, uh, which, which would be the best decision for your own self. Because if you can self evaluate on what is best for you, in that case, somewhere or the other, that decision would go right in the future because nobody else would know better than you. So I guess yeah, I like that. yeah, like that that message does need to be conveyed to all students who are like watching this video. Because it's like somewhere or the other you come to a situation where you have to take such big decisions. And maybe when you are not ready for it, you might uh, go on to a wrong path, like not a completely wrong path, but to a path which does not best suit you. Right. So I
0: personally like agree with all of you, because I personally feel that, you know, it's very important at this particular age to know what's right for you and uh, just put in your 100% and whatever you are doing and just be confident in that. So yeah, I definitely, yeah.
2: Okay, so with that, we come to the end of the interview. So thank you so much, Mel, for being so inspiring. We are sure that a lot of people in our audience must have got motivated to follow their passions and work even harder for
0: them.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Mel, for joining us today. Uh, We wanted to ask you some more questions, but obviously because of the time constraint, we won't be able to. Uh, We had a great time conversing with
1: you and uh, hope to see you again. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much.